Welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of convention gems. Um, and it's October. It's my favorite month. It's the best month because it's Halloween month, but it also means time for like super spooky, scary stories and scary movies and scary life events <laughs> in podcast world. Because what else would you do if you had a podcast platform? Um, talk about like rainbows and bunnies that's for the springtime we're in october now and here with me to talk about spooky convention and festival things is ryan hi hey i'm back you just can't get rid of me i'm like the herpes that won't go away (laughs) third time's a charm (laughs) you know that's not true you're stuck with me Uh, i know i know i am (laughs) <laughs> also, I I was very good, and I did not interrupt your intro to it there, but I was laughing really hard. I'll like <laughs> just mute your microphone real quick. <laughs> no, I didn't even mute. I just held it in like I did back on di- back in the days that we'd be on stage, and I'd be like, okay, I cannot laugh at this thing that Katie just said right now, so I have to like a turn around away from the microphone. I've got practice. I've gotten good at this. Right, right. Years <laughs> of experience. <laughs> well, you know what else it's... is else is great about October though? What? My birthday. It is your birthday. I'm a Scorpio baby, October 28th. <laughs> and you're like, you're almost, you were almost a Halloween kid. I mean, I basically am. Cause usually once when it's like the weekend of my birthday, it, you know, you have the choice to do something for your birthday party or go to a Halloween party. And that always got mixed into one for me growing up. So mm. it was like, to me, Halloween is on my birthday. Cause that's what it feels like. Uh, well, to me, it's been Halloween since yesterday. So bye summer. <laughs> yeah. But it can't be Halloween in July. July is too early for that. Yeah, no, no, no. That's Christmas, obviously. (laughs) Duh. Oh, God. (laughs) No, we we wait till the turkey month to start Christmas because apparently we forgot that Thanksgiving's a thing. No, people start putting out the Christmas stuff in the middle of Halloween and it really bothers me. Like, it makes me actively angry because I'm like, can I just enjoy this? This is my favorite holiday. Right, exactly. It's just like, put Santa away unless he's bleeding and has a severed head. (laughs) I don't want to see it. Yeah. What's wrong with like haunted houses that are Christmas themed? That would be great. Uh, we tried it once at a haunted house we had at the restaurant and um, it did not go well. <laughs> what no, the kids, the parents were very disgusted with us having bloody Santa Claus and elves that were eating people. And that's yeah. great. I love that. We did something like that <laughs> for when I worked at Evan and Evil. We did a photo shoot for the holidays that was like santa's workshop or in in the living room of our one of the director's houses and we had the tree up and michael myers was like standing outside the window we had like <laughs> santa claus bloodied up in a suit and mrs claus had like a hatchet it was great <laughs> uh, the most wonderful time of the year yeah right <laughs> so um yeah this month we're trying to like you know go around spooky conventions and festivals and like you know rock and shock and things like that and you said that you've um you've been to some horror festivals before my dear i have i've well i've worked at one horror convention consecutively for three years but it was like in junction with the haunted house that i worked for i had so i have a history with like working at horror cons for haunts so I guess backstory for your listeners is that like I've been working in the haunted house scene since I was a teenager because I used to build haunted houses in my parents yard when I was a kid. I guess Mm -hmm. a kid is like not the right word. I was like definitely in my teens. But um, I I did that for like five years until I graduated high school. Then I didn't do anything for a few years. Then I worked for this um, haunt at Lake Compounds in Bristol, Connecticut that was connected 
to the theme park, and that was Haunted Graveyard. And I was there for eight years. I came on through our mutual friend, Jess, who got me in doing makeup. And I did makeup the, the entire time I was there. And some years I would also act as well. Uh, and then sure, I was one sure. of the makeup managers towards the end there. I, I think the last three years there, I was the assistant makeup manager. Then a bunch of us branched off and two of the directors from Haunted Graveyard went off and created their own um, company called Evidence of Evil, who I worked with for three years, then kind of haven't been off with in the past couple of years because obviously COVID stopped it. And I was going to work for them this year, but that I, it's been like minimized to a couple of days because I, you know, like job <laughs> work. What a job. <laughs> A real job? No. Yeah, a real job. Well, I have I have a lot of functions in life, but but I don't live anywhere near there. And the last time I did it, I had to commute down there, and it was about an hour and a half, so I would stay down in Connecticut for the weekend. And you know, anyway. So anyway, the point being is that I have a lot of experience with the haunted house industry, and because of that, and because of that little story I just told you, where I worked with um, evidence of evil that branched off from how in your graveyard, they were that first year that they. Oh my god! That first year that they started they were trying to promote the convention. So they had this traveling escape room that was like a horror themed escape room. And the theme was you got blindfolded and you got led around, I don't know, the convention center or wherever we would set up the escape room. And you had no idea where you were. And then you would be brought into this, um, escape room when i say blindfolded i mean there's a full hood on your head. you're getting hooded and like dragged across like you're going through a dungeon and you basically had to escape the room before the killer came back to kill you and it was it was super fast it was like five minutes the whole thing was maybe 10 15 with all the walking around that they did beforehand just to really confuse you and disorient the people going through the escape room but they basically set up this thing where you had to get out within like five minutes of it starting and it would be like sheer chaos and it was supposed to make your like, it was an easy puzzle to solve, but like most people couldn't solve it because the adrenaline and like the fear that was being created would make them not be able to do it. So we had like people banging on the walls. We had the killer screaming outside Um, myself and a few others were in the inside of it, like as other people that were being held captive and we were like hiding. So if somebody lifted up like a sheet, I'd be under a door or whatever. And come out screaming and start banging on shit, trying to escape and throwing their shit around. It was great. Um, and so they brought it to a few other haunts and other places. So we like went down to the one that was at Beardsley Zoo. Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name of it, but run by my buddy JT when he was still doing that. I think it was called Howling because, you know, animals, zoo, like howling. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, and then we did one at um, the one that was at the, the, the cornfield up in northern connecticut i forget what that one's called i only was there for that but the first year that they did that they worked with the connecticut horror fest which was the convention that was like horror oriented in southern connecticut so the first year we did this it was in an actual convention center and the last two years that we did it which we'll talk about those was at the danbury ice arena which is really interesting to see them use an ice arena like as a convention function hall because like they would like obviously take the ice out (laughs) and like you, you put the vendors in there and it's surprisingly a lot of space that you can do a convention in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like the ice rink over um, for uh, Rhode Island comic-con when they have theirs, they cover the ice over there and you, they have all the guests in that side of the uh, Dunkin' Donuts center down there. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, like it's a lot of space. It is a lot of space. And plus if you're really creepy, you sit up in the stands and you watch people all day long. 
I mean, people do that at any convention you go to. You don't need an ice arena to make that happen. <laughs> yes, but now you have stadium seating to be a creep. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's true. There's definitely a lot of those people there. Yeah. Um, okay. So first convention is CT Horror Fest. And we set up the escape room in there. This is like a portable escape room they made, made that they kept in a warehouse. And it was like... It took forever for them to set up because it was genius, but it like everything was paneled to the walls with with uh like electricity and I don't know they 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 are total engineers with this shit. I didn't do that. I my whole role when I was working with that crew and when I still work them with them has been to to direct talent and to sort of recruit actors. Uh, mm-hmm. That's my thing. I can't I can't build this like in intricate wiring that's going in here but so it take them forever to set it up and that first year that they were doing it i was like well just let me know what you want me to do and they're like can you just be the victim inside there so this is before we added other actors because it was very much like a beta and it was being used to advertise this new haunt uh fun fact they are opening up at lyman orchards in middletown connecticut this year if you want to go see them they're a full-sized haunt now um but this is when they were getting their company off the ground and so we were advertising at connecticut horror fest I did get to go around and like see what that was like, the actual convention. But I can kind of talk about that afterwards because I was I was literally locked in this escape room for like eight hours. Lindsay was <laughs> there, by the way, she because she was there also advertising and she'd be like on the outside doing all the administrative stuff, having people like sign waivers and shit. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so like I was the victim inside of there and I was just, you know, I would I would be found and surprise people and scare them. And I would like cry and scream and drag myself across the floor. I like literally, I wrapped actual chains around myself and I'd be like banging all the walls and the table and screaming at them that they wouldn't live and that they had to get out. And I was just acting like totally like crazy. Like somebody that would had lost their mind basically. Yeah, you know, like, typical it wasn't... spook stuff. Yeah. But this is like a little bit more intense. Cause it looked like I was like, had actually been tortured to the point that I like was losing my actual mind. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really, 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 really fun. And so people, I so here's how the puzzle worked. There were like a bunch of pieces around the room to like activate things. Um, and I can't remember exactly how it was, but there was like a key you would have to find. Something was in the clock. You'd have to find batteries for a flashlight that you would, first you would find the flashlight. Then you would have to find the batteries for the flashlight. Then you would have to find like the batteries to this other thing. And then eventually the flashlight would be a black light and you had to check the walls and there was like codes on the walls and then the answer for this uh this like sort of like giant tomb in the middle of the room and by tomb i mean t-o-m-e where it's like it's a, a tome not a tomb um, right so it's like a big spell book they had to also find a lock where there's a key missing on that um so <laughs> sometimes i'll be hidden in this like you know he could like in this escape room, you could like reach into things and like see if there was like a key or whatever. Some of those had shock pads in them, which is sometimes where the key was in order to get the key. You have to keep on shocking yourself. Um, <laughs> I mean, like it's not it's not like a shock pad that would actually hurt you, but it's jarring. Yeah, you're um, just and, like, what the shit was that? Yeah, pretty much like a surprise. And then so they would get that, unlock the tomb, and there's all these large sort tomb, and there was like all these um, switches on the inside. And if you got the switches right on that, that would unlock the door. And the answer was on the were on the wall if you use the black light, but the answers were backwards. So like you had to figure out that the the answer that you saw on one wall was actually reflected correctly on the wall across from it. So it was it was it didn't 
people some people could figure it out but a lot of them got like really freaked out because there were people like literally baiting on the walls and screaming and i'm like throwing shit around saying we're all gonna die and like trying to throw them off like sometimes if i felt like that they were getting getting onto it too fast i'd be like that's not where it is and then like come over here they would actually believe me like you know some actor in the room's gonna just tell them how to leave the room like but uh <laughs> it was really fun and i like would drag myself across the room like i had been hurt and i remember afterwards they <laughs> the owners came in they're like wow i like all the blood makeup we added on the carpet and i looked down at my knees and saw that i had dragged myself so much that i was literally gushing blood all over the room and i was like nope that's just my actual blood guys <laughs> i was like that's just me <laughs> it's like a like real effect um <laughs> so i mean it was really interesting and i really loved doing it and we like worked with kind of get horror fest to make it happen and and like they were all really nice people who worked there um, so here's, here's where the horror stories of, of year one started is, so there were, there are always rival haunts, like there are rival conventions and just, it's like so similar to the convention scene with how these things work. Like either these conventions get along or you have these other conventions that will do anything they can to like take any other convention out. And it's just like that in the haunt scene. It's like either there's mutual respect happening or there's just like a haunt that's just trying to like destroy everyone in their path. And right. so a couple of those, those haunts were there representing at their booths and they came and like, there was one group that was so bad that I like literally got up and I was like running out of the room and I couldn't get the door open. Cause the guy who was playing the killer at the time, Curtis was leaning against it until I just pushed him out of the way. And I was like, he was like, what the fuck's happening? And they're all, everybody's just standing there looking at me like the whole staff. They're like, Oh, why aren't you in the room? I'm like, fuck those guys. Those people in there are assholes. I'm leaving. <laughs> but um, there was one situation where I did not do that for, because it was so complicated. And, so it was one of these rival haunts. I won't say which one because I, I have friends that still work for it. Um, that is, it's not, it's not the one I previously worked for. It's not haunted graveyard. There's no beef with me in them, um, mm -hmm. but it's a different one that exists in Connecticut. I don't know how they're doing now, honestly. And they, they came in and they signed the waivers and everything. And they, it was like, I know that one of them was a woman. Like, I don't know if she was one of the owners or if she was like what she was somebody on like the exact staff of, the the uh haunted house so she came in and she came in with some of her actors all girls so we're no boys it was like her and some like like adult teenage girls yeah and some some of them were like in their late teens early teens none of them really seemed like they belonged in the haunt scene because a coven like, of karens no because that but that's what i mean though got a coven of karens can you even imagine they'd be like doing like st standing and like they wouldn't be standing in a pentacle they'd be standing in like a giant line to like starbucks yes with their star oh my god a starbucks <laughs> pentacle and they're like with holding their, it up with their gym clothes on that they shouldn't be wearing because they're literally not going to the gym they just want people think to think they do <laughs> <laughs> they've got like shit from the people that they're trying to like tell off in the middle of it. And they're like doing some voodoo shit on the minute uh, in the middle. And they're screwing up to their gods being like the, the ultimate manager who, who like floats down from above. <laughs> right. I want to see the head manager. <laughs> oh my God. Well, there's that horror movie that came out recently. That's supposedly really bad. That is called Karen. That's about like a Karen that also is killing people. Oh, I don't know. All I heard about it was that it was terrible and I have not watched it, but I am intrigued. I mean, it, it doesn't sound award winning. <laughs> no, it just what it sounds like what it is, is a bad version of Get Out, which is kind of mm. like, don't do that. 
Yeah, um, don't do that. Good out was so good. Oh, get out is so good, and like unless you're a person of color, don't do that. <laughs> also that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so they come in here and they don't look like they belong at the horror convention other than they're sporting sweatshirts of their haunted hats. Now, people at a horror con are exactly as you imagine them to be. They all look like me in high school and college, which is like gothed out, like wearing like monster stuff or a band that is relatively part of the scene. Uh, and or they're dressed up as, you know, um, Freddy Krueger or, or Michael Myers, who, who, whoever you want to be. Those are like right. who you would expect to be there. Or they're Creepy just, clowns, they're just doctors. Yeah. Yes. yes. All that. All yeah. that. Steampunk is, steampunk's actually very in with that scene as well, which is not surprising because mm-hmm. you could do some creepy steampunk stuff. Um, so they didn't look like they belonged there. And they are like, okay, well, we got to find the stuff. And I'm, and I'm in hiding. And eventually they uncover me and they don't really react. And I, I'm watching them in this room while because the other function of playing this part is like if they start doing things they shouldn't be doing, you have to stop them or like end the game. And they start flipping shit over. I'm, I'm like not even kidding. They're like flipping tables over. They're ripping shit off the walls. They're like actually destroying the room. And I'm like getting pissed. And then they're like because they're trying to find the key, and so they're just like destroying shit. They're literally picking up like jars of glass off the shelves and like throwing them across the room. I mean they they were like mason jars so they're not gonna really break but like just destroying the room and i'm like okay should i stop this and and like i couldn't because here's the thing it's like we were a brand new haunt at the time Mm -hmm. and this this other haunt was coming in here to literally destroy us before we got ourselves started so basically if we kicked them out if we did anything at all that would give them a reason to then publicly say that they because like they'd be like they kicked us out and we wouldn't be able to deny that but there was like no cameras in this room or anything so they could get right away with whatever they want and then be like oh we don't know why they kicked us out they're terrible the han and like spread bad information about us all around but also they're karen so that's what they're good at yeah i mean like really karens are like crafty as fuck like they Mm -hmm. are like there's the really dumb ones that like will go out in public and not recognize they're being recorded or they do and they like act incorrectly still um, but a lot of Karens are pretty fucking manipulative and they know what they're doing half the time they're getting into it. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, nobody can see me get away with this action. And if and if I could get away with it and they kick me out, then I suddenly have ammunition against them because they don't have proof that I did any of those things. Right. And that's exactly what's happening here. So then right. one of them, the woman, the, the, the adult woman, by the way, who's corralling these children, right? Like these mm-hmm. these girls, they're, they were definitely legal. They were like 18 to 21. But she's and this pissed me off because like when you are an adult it is your responsibility especially if you've got like younger people around you that are easily influenced to not teach them the wrong thing or lead them into the wrong thing that always makes me angry like you know i mean be an adult (laughs) well i mean yeah exactly but we've done conventions katie we we would have our shows and we would bring in these younger actors to participate in events and it was sort of our job to like set the example you know what i mean because we're the adults exactly exactly (laughs) like if we were like 29 at the time and we had a bunch of 19 year olds participating in the show okay we we treated them we treated each other nicely and then we treated them nicely you know it's like you don't walk in and lead them into creating chaos which this woman was doing so then she turns around she goes okay you're gonna love this Katie. she's like she's like i bet he has the key is it in his pockets oh, no. and Did i'm you like get molested yes 
One hundred percent. Yes. And and I, you know, it's really funny. It's like before I came into this this podcast, I was like, okay, is this something I should talk about in therapy? It did it bother me. The answer is no, because like it didn't really bother. It like it pissed me off, but like right. it wasn't like a full. It wasn't like they grabbed my dick or anything. It just really made me angry at people, and like it doesn't give me anxiety, which means like. Well, it, the thing it, is, it's like no matter what you're doing, a haunt, you're doing a show, you're doing anything like that, you do not touch the actors. Period. I know, I know. And maybe we're, you and I have just been conditioned to this behavior from people that like do not understand that you are like a person behind the character. And so it's the same thing with cosplay is not consent. Like people walking right. up and just grabbing you inappropriately or touching you. And it's like, it's like, right. we're, and if you, like, if you're doing a haunt yourself, you wouldn't want anybody going up and grabbing any of your actors inappropriately. Why, why would you like want to do that anyway? Like you're it's trapped in a room with a killer and this dude that's been tortured. And your reaction is to try and grope them. Like, what the fuck? Is that yeah. how you react to fear? Cause that's fucked up. Anyway. <laughs> so so she's, she's like, she's like the, it's in his pockets. And I'm like, they are, the keys are not in my pockets. Like I was start, I was start, starting to stop acting at this point and they went for it anyway. They're sticking their hands in like all my pockets. They like knocked me to the ground and like, cause, and I, I'm a pretty strong guy, honestly. But like when you have like, like six women jumping on top of you it doesn't matter what gender you are there's six people like on top of you and they're like reaching into my pockets grabbing around they ripped out my cell phone because i have my cell phone in there and also my camera like because i was vlogging on the inside and uh they like does is it in the camera i'm like no that's my actual camera give it to me they're like they were like not gonna give it to me and i was like if you don't give it to me there's gonna be a real problem and then they're right, like running around trying to check my phone. They're like, well, I can't get him to his phone. So his key's not in there. And they're like taking my shit. The woman's like groping around in my pocket. I'm like pushing the way. And they're like, and then they, they finally get off of me. And they start running around the room. And she's like, no, I think they're still in his pockets. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs. Like, and this was a fairly small convention the first year that I was there. And right. like, there's like, there was like a little bit of room above the the ceiling or sort of the tops of the panels of the walls and then the actual ceiling there was no ceiling to the um the actual escape room we just used the ceiling there and so you could hear us from the outside i screamed so loud the entire convention center just suddenly heard me scream they're not in my fucking pockets get the fuck out of my pockets and like Lindsay's outside and she's like the fuck is going on in there (laughs) so like then it ends they all leave and they're like what the hell was all that and i was like Okay, so it was those assholes from the other con. And come, just come look what they did to the room. Just come look. And like Dave and Bobby, who run the thing, were just like, holy fuck. Like they didn't know what to say. And Lindsay's like, okay, let's reset. And I was like, we're all sitting there resetting. And I'm telling Lindsay what's going on. She's like, dude, that's fucked up. And I was like, I know. She's like, you should have come and gotten us. I'm like, if I had done that, they would have said the opposite. They would have said, like, I did something. They would have said that, like, we kicked them up for no reason. They would have said we harassed them. But since like, we, didn't, we didn't react in the way, like, basically, it's like they were trying to create a reaction. That's what they right. wanted. They wanted See, to, like, the problem. Is, like in, in the moment, you should have just, like, slowly taken your phone out of your pocket and at least, like, hit record on it. I had like, two cameras you... on me, Katie, and I didn't do that. <laughs> I know. But like, even then, like, even if there wasn't any, like, visual of it, you could have heard them. And you would have heard you being, like, I know. don't touch I... me. I know that i know that and like honestly i i didn't even think about that but i had ways to record this at the time and i didn't even think about it because i was like it was so reactive and you know i i managed kineticom for like two three years there and like i know what to do in these scenarios but it's very different when you're in this particular situation and i just was like getting angrier by the second but you're right i should have just done that that would have like resolved this whole situation but i didn't i didn't so 
they left and they were awful. I took a break after that. I was like, I'm like, yeah, I need like 10 minutes. Like I'm going to food break. and like, yeah, pretty much. And like, <laughs> and I, I think I just shot the shit with Lindsay. And I was like, I'm like, I'm, I was like, I'm not upset that they did this to me, which I should be. I'm just kind of like really mad that they're trying, they did this specifically to get a rise out of us and specifically oh, yeah. Bobby and Dave to like make them flip out. And they didn't. Cause I was like, I'm like, they would have done that if I, if I had come out and been like, these bitches be molesting me like dave will <laughs> he will look for a reason to kick people out because he has he has zero tolerance for like any kind of harassment like when we did a, the other haunt yeah because when we did the actual haunts when somebody came in there and tried to like harass uh one of our black actors she was like get the fuck out of here and don't ever come back to this property again like he is not yeah. he like no shits like wish there were more people that ran conventions that way but same so like and i'm like if i came out of that that would have been his reaction and then they would have been like oh they did this to us and like blah 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 blah, and like really would have created a bigger scene and would have gotten like a rise out of us in a way that would not have been helpful so it was just awful and i thankfully that's like there's there's other pieces of the story and doing convention stuff for halloween but that is at least for that piece of the story is not terrible i mean it's not that's the most terrible that it's gonna get so I, I took a break eventually and I walked around and got to the other convention. Um, I think, um, what's his name was there? Uh, I'm gonna yeah, you know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm blanking. Hold on. Um, oh, what's his name? That's my favorite guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. Um, George A. Romero. I think he was there. So, mm-hmm. and he, I, I remember Dave being like, I got to go see that guy before he like dies. Uh, but because <laughs> he'd be old, and <laughs> I was walking around and ran into like this other special effects artist, uh, Tyler Green, who used to do, he was uh, he was on Face Off for the Halloween edition. He's been on it a few different times, the reality mm-hmm. TV show, and he had come and trained us over at Haunted Graveyard. Well, not trained us, but he had come and done like demos for like our our makeup artist there, and sort of shot taught them how to use airbrushes and stuff, which was really cool. And he was like, oh, hey, Ryan. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't even know how to react to this right now. Because, like, this was, like, 10 seconds after being molested by, like, a group of, like, women. And, uh, and like, I'm just like, I think he might have been flirting with me. I think every single time I saw him, he was flirting with me. He might listen to this later and be like, dude, you read that wrong. But I also, like, <laughs> am bad at checking. Like, people will flirt with me directly. And I'm like, they seem really nice for some reason. And... <laughs> Anyway, so, like, it was really, like, awkward, but not because of him. It was because I was just in an awkward place. Um, but it was really cool because, like, it was just, you know, they had all these different things set up. I saw some of my other makeup artist friends, like, uh, um, Kaylee was there and Katie. I think there was a whole bunch of, there was a, was a few different people. And it was just really cool to, like, kind of catch up with everyone. Uh, and um, it, it, it's what, what you would think. But I didn't really get to see it that year until it was the next year that I went that I really got to see it. Um, so any thoughts about that before I move on to the next chapter of this story? <laughs> uh, no, that, I mean, that was a pretty clear, I, I did a, I did a haunted room and these people from a rifle convention molested me and I hate them. And I hope that their think... stupid horror haunt is awful and people trash everything at it yeah. because you they upset deserve my it. friend. You oh deserve my God. it. You upset my friend. Oh my Don't God. Ever Don't ever talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> my son. Uh, the second year was much better when they moved it to the ice arena. I feel like it fit better because I felt like it was so small. By the way, at the last place we were at, we had to take down the escape room at the end of the day and shuffle it out of the freight elevator that everybody was using. And there were like 18 pieces. So we had to go up and down that thing like 18 times. And we were there until like midnight. It was such a convention mm-hmm. situation. Like if you want to talk about like convention stuff, the breakdown of like the vendor's room. Oh, oh my, my God. God. 
yeah you can't yeah at least we ended the, that year nicely because the last group that came through were the people who worked for the convention and they were like they did the they did the escape room and they were really nice there's this one guy who found a pile of shoes that like the collect the killer had collected and he was like i really like these shoes i'm like dude those are from savers and their props like put those down but <laughs> like, i was like like give me the shoes <laughs> um but yeah, so the second year when they were at the Dan Barrier Ice Arena, it was much better spread out because like they could actually have room with like the different aisles of different vendors. You would be surprised with who vends at them. Like you would have like the regular like, horror shops, but there would be like random like comic book people will just be there vending because they're like, well, I'm sure some of these crew were there, but I, it never really like works well yeah i mean I, like i said like i've never been to a horror convention before but i always kind of wondered like what the vending would look like there like obviously you're gonna have your t-shirt people because they make like spooky yeah. t-shirts and you'd have your people that make like halloween or horror-esque like you know artist things that you'd want yeah, to buy. that was most of it that was most of it and like lots of posters um they, i mean like yeah, lots of props. There would be vendors that did the same. You know, like I go to a, like a convention and there's like dealers that have like tables full of action figures because you're at a nerd con. So you're like, right. okay, I'm going to get some And they'd have Power like the Rangers. action figures for the bad guys or stuff. Yeah, and that's like they have the nostalgia stuff. They will have like props and shit from like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are all over that. There's also like a ton of like Lolita stuff, which unsurprising that that was there. Um, but I what they use a lot of their extra space for is really on sort of their guests so they they would have actors there um they did not did they have elvira i think they had elvira the year i was there but i didn't get to meet her because i was working so i could be making that up i feel like she was there though i feel like i was like i didn't know she was there until we were done and she was leaving i was like i'm like did i seriously fucking miss elvira of all people because she was like a motherfucking queen so i I feel like if you, you can't have a horror convention without having elvira there at least like once every other year it's like the only thing she does right like just go to conventions as alvira now like she's not on tv anymore so um every once in a while she shows up for like a special appearance in some like spooktacular like episode Hocus of Pocus. something yeah. yeah yeah i mean she's fantastic i, I know that elvira. they had, i think i i don't remember if they had freddie krueger there i think they did i think they had like all these people that i actually oh, would english was there meet. i think he was i'm one of the two years that i was there i don't okay. remember okay. um yeah, because they got some big names there. It's not like Rock and Shock, which is closer to me now. I have, I do have a friend that goes to that every year, and he's like, "It's awesome, you got to go." I'm like, "I would love to," but like, yeah, my uh, my best friend and her husband go to that like almost every year. Uh, they didn't obviously not last year it didn't happen, but the year before they went and they um, oh god, they met what's his face, you know that guy. Oh my god, we're uh, like killing it today. I know, I know, this is terrible. I'm like, I'm gonna feel so bad when I don't say his name too. But they, like, you know, they met with a bunch of celebrities and stuff. Um, Ash from um, Evil Dead. Oh, oh, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name now? Right, you made, no, me, I, I, you made me forget. <laughs> uh, no. Bruce. Bruce Campbell. Campbell. I'm so, <laughs> oh my god! Thank God for editing. Do I leave in? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny that it's like we're these horror people and everyone's like, uh, do they know their shit or not? Like, <laughs> right? It's like, no. But yeah, they met Bruce Campbell and um, with my niece. So they have this picture of them with him. And I'm just like, that's probably the best family photo you've ever taken. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's so funny. Oh, my God. So um, good. I'm, I'm looking at like, OK, so they they're open this year. CT Horror Fest. They have Matthew Lillard and Ski Ulrich from Scream, which is awesome. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, they have Kathy Najimy. She's mm-hmm. going to be there. 
you know, from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. They they actually get like some pretty good names in there. Um so ironically, um we had we within our team, we have this guy Curtis Spieler. Curtis Curtis Spieler, who worked for Haunted Graveyard with us, but he came with us to Evans of Evil and he helped us build like like a lot of stuff because he is a uh horror film director. Like he's got stuff you could like go to FYE and you, you could find his DVDs there. Like he's that level. So and he so while they were there, they're like, hey Curtis, like, do you want to be like whatever guest of honor since you're coming with Evidence of Evil anyway? So he had to keep leaving to like be on panels and stuff. And it was like really weird. We're like, okay, have fun. <laughs> but um but anyway, so like that second year at the Danbury Ice Arena was really fun. So that year they had us come back and do something for them again. They were like, they had approached Dave and Bobby about doing zombie laser tag. So it's exactly what you would think. <laughs> like, like, but the, the Danbury ice arena, they were like, okay, so we're going to give you this room. And it's, it was like, I don't even know, like a warehouse room they had. It was not like an actual room, but it was very good for what it, we needed to be like. Cause like, it was just this big empty warehouse space. So it really did look like a zombie apocalypse room. And it was upstairs from the ice arena. So we got to have like private seating up there too. Cause we'd have like the upstairs. Um, what is it? The, the, what the bleachers up there, but they're not connected. It's kind of like sitting up on the balcony and looking down at the ice, at Serena, which was really fun. Oh, like I got a lot of, seats. Yes. Yes. So those where I would be. And like, like that's where we would take Birds. our breaks. So we'd be, zombie. it'd be really funny. Cause like the people down, <laughs> down in the ice arena they would all get tickets to come do our like zombie laser tag thing and they would look up and see us up on the bleachers like up on the deck like being there taking our break like eating some like fucking cheerios and stuff <laughs> or, like like the zombies that just chased you around to scare the shit out of you were like just casually upstairs eating some food but we could like see everything from there so we could see all the actors and guests of honor do their panels or whatever we could see all these cool costumes and the type of cosplay that you see at these uh events I mean, obviously, like, you'll have, like, the straight-up monsters. Like, you'll have, like, Freddy Krueger will be there. You'll have Michael Myers. You'll have Jason Voorhees. Like, whoever. There's always, like, a thousand ring girls. Like, everybody wants to be the chick from the green. Um, yeah. But, like, what you'll also see are, like, these, like, really huge elaborate costumes. Kind of like when you go to conventions and people will, like, create, like, the Transformers or whatever. But these are just, like, self-made horror characters. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of original cosplay and then a lot of, like big ass like clunky like like i've got a face melting off and also have like i look like the chick from the dark crystal collecting trash basically um like you'll just get these like wild and crazy costumes it, that was really cool to see because i couldn't see that the year beforehand when i was locked in a room like at least in between our shows i was able to go and sit out and watch this but but anyway so this whole room dave and bobby and everybody had like like they put up curtains and shit they put up like boxes and so the people who came in they had like i don't know 10 minutes i think to find all the items to get out like survival items like pliers a med kit um there was like a vaccine needle it was basically 2020 um like we predicted it and <laughs> it was really kind of interesting and cool and we put these uh you know the pieces that you would put on yourself to get like shop with a laser they had these like headpieces so we have them on our heads instead so the only way you could kill us is if you got a headshot um and so we like all like burst out of stuff some people be hiding in lockers or boxer boxes and when we got shot it would like sig signal us so we hear the noise that we got shot and then we'd have to go down 
of right. time we died. And then we'd hear noise that would be like, Whoop! and that meant that we were recharged and we could get up again. So, like, we were like endless zombies, basically. Yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean, you only got, like, a few in there. Just, just got to keep yeah, housing around. Yeah, um, I was the runner zombie, which, I, despite all the stretching I did, because we did this for eight hours straight, where I was just, like... I would fall on the ground, then leap up and run at people because it would be harder for them to shoot me. And there was only one of me do- doing that. The next day, Kitty, I swear to God, I couldn't move for two days. I got up the next morning and I was with my ex at the time. I was like, you got to take the dog out. I'm not getting out of bed. I like physically cannot get out of the bed right now. Um, <laughs> but it takes a lot out of you. Like if you just dropped yourself to the ground, get up and run every 10 seconds for eight hours straight, turns out. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And I like, I really loved it. Uh, there was one girl who was in a trash can on the first go and I didn't see her because I wasn't wearing glasses and I was just running, which is <laughs> before Katie and Ryan got contacts. Like again, except now it's like don't, in the well, dark. Don't even blame it on that. You could run into a whole wall next to you. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it was also dark. I have so watched I, you. I can't see. I have watched you in our time together, trip <laughs> over yourself and fall. I don't know it's how many hard. times. Are you Matt? Oh my god! I'm like I just called you Maddie because she says the same shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was running around blind though, and I like there was a girl in trash can that was one of the zombies. And I like full on kicked her in the head, and she was laughing about it. I was like, I'm sorry, I did not see you there. It was Curtis's Curtis's uh girlfriend at the time. Um, you know they they're now engaged, and um, they he, she gets out and he walks over. He's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to like mention that Ryan's like really intense. So like, don't go near him when he's acting." Right, he's a so, hazard. Watch out. Yeah, so that was fun. We did that, but I remember looking at the room at one point, like halfway through the day, when the when we had a break, and I was looking into it, and there was lights hitting the dust, and I was like, "That's a lot of dust in there. That's a lot of dust in there." I was like, Dave, how dusty is that room? Like, what is in there? What are we breathing? And we're like, we think it's dust. It's asbestos. It probably was, honestly. But <laughs> like, I, 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 all I remember was at the end of the day, I was like, I think a lot of us are not going to be feeling well for the next few days. And like, everybody was sick. Like, it was definitely like something was not good in that room. We were fine at the time. But like, when you breathe that much with it, because we weren't wearing filters or anything. We were running, tossing all the dust up, then rolling around on the ground. Like... It was gross. It was really, really gross. So nice. I definitely don't nice. recommend that. No. Um, yeah. The final year that we were there, um, we set up the escape room again, but like just for people to walk around and just take pictures and stuff with and to promote the haunt because it was the first year that the haunt had gone from like an escape room into a full on haunted house. Mm-hmm. So, well, no. Okay. So the first year it was an escape room that traveled and promoted it. And then the escape room landed the second year just in one place for the whole Halloween season. Uh, And then that was at Crystal Bees in Southampton, Connecticut. And then the third year, it was still Crystal Bees, but it was like a full haunt in the back. It was short, but it was like a real haunt. Um, And we were promoting it then. And that was like the first year I got to actually go around and like look at everything. Like I was promoting the haunted house, but I was able to go and look at the shit. Katie, there's so many pins at haunted house. I mean, sorry, like at haunt conventions. Like, Like, it's very much like, yeah, there's a lot of the younger generation there going to the the con because they're into like current horror shit and like horror kids will always be horror kids. Like there's a reason right. why we keep regenerating. But like it really is kind of like a time warp. It's like for us kids that were like punk rock goth kids in the 80s and 90s, but like grown up, 
were there, mm-hmm. like there were more adults than there were kids. And like some families would come with their kids, like the punk rack da- dads that have become dads and like, you know, become a little bit more like level-headed or whatever over the years. And they're there with their kids and they're like trying to convince the kids to like get into like the spooky, we, we, we had like a guillotine set up where like, put your head in there. And they were like screaming and crying. And the dads are like, it's going to be awesome. Go stand with that blood covered zombie. Let me get a picture. It's like, no. <laughs> Some kids were really about it, and other kids were like, "Why the fuck are we here? Like, I don't understand why this is cool to you, Dad." Mom, and why like, do we have to go to the weird thing Dad wants to go to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I want to go also, to Disney. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, this is close enough. Like, does it does does Pennywise count as Disney World? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't um, there were all. Well, probably not. But there were also like a lot of like actual witches set up there so you could get tarot done and stuff like that. So it's like it was very much that kind of crowd. Okay, um, okay. But like all I remember is like there being like lots of guys wearing their punk rock clothing from like 1985 there. And I was like, holy shit. Except they're like now 50. And like that is like such a huge chunk of the horror convention scene. Um, and then there's a bunch of people our age who were like wearing their goth shit from when they were teens. Cause that's when goth was still in. And then there was like a little bit of the emo crowd, but not really like, it was very much like a goth convention, but really specifically from the era of like the eighties and nineties. Like kind of like you like scene. step back in time almost. Yeah. But like, and there wasn't like a lot of current shit. Like there was like some Pennywise stuff because I think that was right before it came out. Again. Right. And honestly, like it, even if it's like a different clown, like from the original it, I mean, that's one of those Stephen King things. that just doesn't go away. No. I mean, there's the classics. There's always the classics, the shining it. Yeah. Pet cemetery. Like you got kids, you get kids writing red rum on the walls. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> it was and like i mean it, it brings you back Eddie. like it's if you're a, a big horror fan like it's not it's not a lie like we the best horror shit that we've created in the past 100 years have been in the 80s and then like kind of oh, yeah. the 90s oh, yeah. um sometimes we hit something now that is like really fantastic and cool and we're like oh that's awesome but like i mean i can't i cannot think of a horror film now that has stuck with me like any of that shit did from back then. And it's not even because like I'm holding on to it because of our age and our generation. It's just like, no, there actually hasn't been like a significant horror film like any of those were back then. Like except for like paranormal activity, I guess, which are not good. Um, no. Not the, not the horror is necessarily well, good. The, the we can't get like, out. He who has stepped it up is the person you didn't expect to step it up and write horror films is um Key. Key the guy from Key and Peel. Oh yeah. Because he wrote he wrote us, which was creepy and awesome. Okay, he us wrote, was like he, the first thing in a long time that I was like, this is the kind of vibe that I've been looking for. And he wrote um Get Out. Yep. That was his first one. And now he's got another one coming out um that I cannot remember the name of right now, but I saw a pre like a preview poster for it. And it's something to do with like a haunted cloud. And it's like, you know, honestly, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what this movie's about i don't know what's yeah, but, going on but i'm in <laughs> yeah like because you know you you could trust him at this point yeah so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna message you i don't know where i'm gonna send this i'm gonna send it on facebook so you can kind of see what the ice arena looked like during this time oh maybe it's maybe not maybe facebook doesn't want to open for me right now you know what i won't <laughs> <laughs> oh there, there it goes there it goes 
but like that was kind of the setup of it but yeah i i agree with you like i mean like us and get out were really good but i feel like we're st- we're doing the same thing that like other film does now where we're just kind of rehashing just stuff that worked a long time ago so we're like revisiting the halloweens which of course we're gonna go see those because like who does not want to see that uh um, right but I like will see it, it, in the comfort of my own home, I will not go to a movie theater to see it. Yeah, like I mean, I, I'll find a bunch of like weird indie horror stuff that I'll love and go see it in theaters or watch it on on a streaming service. I'm like, I'll be like, wow, that was awesome, but you'll never hear about it again. It's not like we don't have like those iconic characters anymore being made, like like that, like Pinhead or Chucky or Michael Myers or Elvira, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, like they're not being created anymore. So like, that's why when you go to one of these conventions that really kind of like gains an older crowd. Um, but I don't know. I, I would love to see it expand. I mean, I would love to see horror come, make a big comeback in the way that it used to be. Um, oh my God. I, there's a, I just saw, I'm looking through pictures of this to be like, this is what it looked like. Uh, and I just found pictures of my friends online. So yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I just found out uh, a second ago, Rock and Chuck uh, isn't around anymore. What happened? Uh, it, it gave up before the pandemic. I just went in and looked to be like, oh, I wonder when Rock and Chuck is this year so I can make an announcement about it. And um, as of January 17th of 2020, they are not a convention anymore. And they were one of the biggest ones in Massachusetts. I, I think I do remember hearing about this now that you say that. And I can't remember if it had something to do with the pandemic, just like making it so they couldn't. No, no, they did. They were done, but it said nothing about pandemic in their thing. It just, they're wow. just gone. Well, that's sad. That's, that's sad. That was fifteen years of rock and shock, man. Like, damn. Yeah, really. Like that was like a whole era for us. What? What a sad note to end on. But it's I Halloween, know. so yeah. It is Halloween. Spooky dooky time. Spooky dooky yeah. time. Thanks, thanks, Ryan, for coming on and talking spooky <laughs> and all that getting molested (laughs) well yeah is is molestation spooky no it's actually terrible don't do it like like the life lesson in all of this podcast is don't be that person like don't be a dick and don't touch actors consent and don't touch people yeah also like if if that ever happens for you do say something don't do what i did and like just kind of take it because yeah make a scene make a huge scene yeah make a huge scene and i i i made the mistake of being like no i'm gonna protect the company which i mean i was being loyal and like they it's not like their fault for anything like that but like don't let people take advantage of you like that like if they're like fucking touching you or doing they should not be doing like if you were an actor in a show especially a haunted house or at a convention like don't let people fucking touch you if you say no and they don't respect that and they like they're like oh well their character they're not real like yeah get them kicked out just do it that is my hot tip yeah them (laughs) ryan did you want to promote anything while you're here yeah, I've got a couple things. I've got my podcast, which is X, uh, an X-Men podcast, The Mutant Ages, even though I'm like not doing a good job at explaining it right now. But uh, The Mutant Ages is an X-Men podcast is where my best friend Maddie and I go back and rewatch and consume any piece of X-Men media that is not the comic books. And we relate it to the comic books and we break down the queer coding of the X-Men. And then I also have my YouTube channel, which is Ryan Pagella. And that is just an adventure vlog with a nice highlight on theme parks if you're into that kind of thing if, mm-hmm. if you're into that is there anything this halloween season you would like to promote uh i would say go check out evidence of evil if you are new england based they will be located at lyman orchards in middletown connecticut this year they are really great they're a very good team they have a solid group of actors and crew and cast members there 
I do not know when I will be there, but I told them I would be there a couple nights this year. But yeah, I'm pretty loyal to them. They're fantastic. Go see them. Also, shout out to Trail of Terror because they're all really, really, really cool too out in Southington. So if you're like in that circuit, go. If you want to go see two really good haunted houses, I recommend that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on again, Ryan. I appreciate it. I love Halloween. I know you love Halloween. I do. It's the best month of the year. Am I gonna? Am I gonna? I'm gonna see you or do do one of these again in another three months, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, we'll get back together around like January first, where you hate the world because it's snowing out, and I'm like, it's cold. Not if I'm in Florida, <laughs> I won't. So there's that. <laughs> oh, there is that. That's true. <laughs> well, on that note, have a good night, everybody. Bye.